0: Welcome to the Big Heart Business Show. My name is Carrie Shepard, business strategist, philanthropist, and believer. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs be more, do more, and give more beyond their business, and to do it with more heart and less hustle. Each week on the show, I'll be here with a message or interview from a powerhouse entrepreneur that has built their business by giving back. Together, we will inspire you Fuel you and get you going with simple action steps and strategies to grow your purpose driven business. Our philosophy here is that we can change the world one big heart business at a time. Let's get started. This is episode number 18 of the Big Heart Business Show. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Chantelle Adams. Chantelle is a professional speaker, speech stylist, and courage igniter. Throughout the past five years, she has delivered over 800 speeches and added more than six figures to her business through speaking. Now she teaches change makers how to turn their message into a movement to make a massive impact in the world. Chantelle is also all about helping women to get their brave on in life and biz. She definitely walks her talk as she has. She has been crossing off her fears, off her fear list over the last five years, including jumping out of an airplane and falling 10,000 feet to raise $10,000 to build a school in Nicaragua, while getting 60 changemakers to co-author a book, The Courage to Fly, and share their stories of courage with the world. She has started her global movement, The Courage Collective, where they are on a mission to face one million fears, share one million stories, of courage and donate 1 million dollars to charity around the world I love that so much you uh, welcome to the show Chantelle thank
1: you I'm so happy to be here and excited to chat with you
0: yes absolutely I mean I, I've known you for a couple of years now and you know I, I um, loved that journey you went on and I know we're gonna dive into it deeper about raising the $10,000 and jumping off the airplane but um, I know recently you've seen the um, the Courage Collective, and I'm excited to, to hear how that kind of developed. So I know that you have a big heart for making a difference, and you do that through speaking. And I would love for you just to share with our audience a little bit about how did you get to this place today? Like, what was that journey? And obviously, I know it's going to be the short version, but <laughs> give us a little insight of, of how you got here.
1: Absolutely. It really did start with knowing that I have a voice and I needed to be using it. And I began speaking professionally and was able to, primarily I spoke in schools, which I loved and I delivered many, many assemblies. I spoke an average of 175 times a year, which was incredible. And then I shifted into the space of, okay, I'm kind of getting tired. So... (laughs) (laughs) Imagine <laughs> A lot of speaking, what can I do to continue to serve and how? And that's where I came into the online space. And it really kickstarted with that big leap out of the airplane. Uh, because in that journey, a whole bunch of amazing women entrepreneurs stepped up to support me in helping to edit the book, get the website up, get the fundraising platform ready. So they did all these beautiful things. And I was like, wow, I love working with women entrepreneurs. So that led me to that space of I could help them share their stories and their messages in a much bigger way through speaking. So that's kind of a little shortened version of my journey uh, to today. Yeah. So even kind of taking
0: us back a little bit further, how did you get good at speaking. I know that's one of the things I want to kind of dive into that a bit too, but you know, a lot of women, they, they've got that message. They know they want to get it out in the world, but how did you actually get like your foot on that first stage?
1: Absolutely. So I did some speaking here and there throughout my whole life. I've always done some speaking. I knew I I enjoyed it. It still scares the crap out of me every time I step on the stage. So that fear doesn't go away. And I I remember always saying that the moment that I no longer feel that sensation of fear, now I know that fear is just fuel for us to do our best work. But when I feel that sensation of fear, if I don't feel it, then it's my time to stop speaking on stages. Mm -hmm. Because I really believe that every time I'm, upping my game. I'm showing up fully. I want to do my best. I want to show up for the people who are in the audience. And so I'm going to feel those feelings. And also I believe that fear is energy that's just helping us to do our very best work. So in that space, I just was showing up when opportunities arose. And then there came a time where I thought, you know what, I'm going to go all in on this. And I began in the schools and started doing assemblies. And it really was that first get your foot in the door is tricky. And then once you begin speaking more and more and more, obviously it becomes more natural, you enjoy it more, there isn't as much of the anxiety and fear or you move through it quicker. And then you're able to really hone your skill. And I'm still working on myself as a speaker. I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I'm still pushing my own boundaries. I recently spoke on a stage called Awe Day with Jason Silva and I was the opening keynote and it scared the crap out of me and I brought on the music and I, I remember afterwards I was I was up there and I was fist pumping and I was going all you know all crazy on them telling them you know getting them all fired up and afterwards so many people were like you took us to church and it was so funny because <laughs> I was like oh but I I've started to add more elements into my my speaking that's feeling really good for me as far as spoken word and those kinds of things so it's a continuous continuation of the journey. And I think we always as entrepreneurs and wherever we are, we're continuing to learn and grow along the way. So,
0: yeah, well, I know for me, that definitely brings me a lot of relief to hear somebody that's done over 800 speeches, that you still feel fear even when you get up there, because I think that's in my perspective with the clients that I work with. And even if it's just speaking on video or something like that, it's like, That fear of not knowing what to say or looking stupid or whatever, you know, fill in the blank. So I'm just curious with the women that you work with, or even in your experience, what do you, what do you think's behind that fear and how do you help people work through that?
1: Absolutely. So there's a ton of fears. We probably all of us at one point that we could pin it back to childhood. You know, maybe we were laughed at or maybe we forgot what we were supposed to say or some embarrassing moment that's kind of triggered this fear. But we also have seen it as this negative. And so we need to turn that perspective around and see it as a positive. As I mentioned before, Fear really is just energy coursing through our bodies, and it really is there to help us to show up and to really match the energy that's coming at us from the audience, if you think about it like that. You've got all these eyeballs on you, so you've got to be bigger than life, and so that gives you that energy and adrenaline to be able to show up fully. And in that space, also, one thing I do or tell them to do is to nickname their fear to change it from a negative to a positive. So for me, it's Twitter pated because I said, you know, it honestly, actually, when I look back when I was dating my husband, those first few dates, Uh I remember getting butterflies and being all giddy and like the sweaty hands and the dry voice and like all the exact same physical manifestations is when I was about to step on the stage. And so it kind of triggered and actually my mom said, you're so Twitterpated. And I was, I was like, that's right. I am Twitterpated, which this is the exact same feeling that I'm feeling right now as I'm about to step on the stage. So if we can, in our minds, nickname fear to be a positive thing, something that we're excited about, yes, we could still feel nervous, but when we're feeling that more of excitement, another thing that I always say is make your why bigger than your fear. So if you can really understand why you're speaking on that stage or why you're doing this video or why you're showing up for this interview and on a deep level. So be like that two-year-old kid that keeps asking why, 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 until you really hit that core why of yes, this feels so right. It brings up emotion in you. You know that this is why you're doing what you're doing. So really understanding the why behind putting yourself out there and being visible and speaking is so, so important.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, and I think that's so true about connecting everything back to your why, Um, and that, like you said, that has to be bigger than your fears, and I like that renaming it, that's a good shift in perspective, and I think we can kind of flip anything if we can, we can shift that, so um, I know I, I, obviously with your bio, shared a little bit of it, but can you share a little bit more about what is your why for speaking, and where has that taken you, even in your journey to where you are today?
1: absolutely so i share i share a little bit of uh, oprah's which uh, her speech recently, you know, where she said, what I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that we all have. And that really is a why. And when I share my story of my process through my journey of courage, and really finding myself, it was through actually attending a funeral of a dear friend of mine who had passed away much too soon. And it was her oldest son who was just out of high school who was standing at the pulpit and he was sharing about her final days and her final hours. And he said, you know, my mom, she kept fighting. She kept fighting right up to that last breath. And then he said, she, you know, wasn't done fighting because she wasn't done living. And -hmm. it was in that moment of hearing those words that it woke me up to the fact that I had lived my life based in fear all along. And even though I had kind of that epitome of success, perhaps I had a good job and the family and the husband and the white picket fence scenario I felt in that moment that I was not truly Living my life the way that I should be living it or could be living it Mm -hmm. And so that sent me on this whole journey of doing all these crazy adventurous things and then really tapping into the fact that I needed to do more speaking that was one of my fears but in that space I realized that it was through his story of loss and grief, but in his courage to stand up there and share his story, that truly changed my life. And so in this space of, I've seen it time and time and time again, when we are sharing our stories of courage, when we are speaking up and sharing what is truth for us, our experiences, we truly can change other people's lives. And we don't know, he didn't know that that would change my life. I didn't know that that would change my life, but it did. And he had the courage to stand and and share his story. And that's what made that shift for me. So that's my big why of if we can all get into this space of finding our truth and sharing our stories with courage, then imagine the ripple effects that we can have. And Mm -hmm. from the time I was a little girl, I've always wanted to change the world. And I remember thinking, well, I don't have millions of followers or you know whatever that is and I and I started to think that that was how I had to change the world and I realized that if I can go deep and support even just one woman to find her voice and have the courage to speak up and share her truth then she's going to affect change wherever she goes and whoever she speaks to and that's a ripple effect and I started to see these ripple effects and go oh So just these ripple effects are profound. Mm -hmm. And every time I take the stage before I even was teaching women was, I would say, if I can help or change or support someone, just one person today, then I've done my job. And that's how I show up fully in my business. When I conduct interviews, when I do whatever it is, if I can show up for the one, then I'll Mm -hmm. touch many. But if I can truly make a difference in one life, then it is worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's such a good thing to remember too. I mean, it kind of goes to the thing of like quality over quantity. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I like that. And as far as going deep as well is you never know like who that next Oprah could be like, what if you're like, yeah, I think about that too is that sometimes we're the person that's on the big stage with millions of followers and millions of influence, but sometimes it's about empowering that person. That's going to be that, that big influencers. So that's a good, good way to think about it. And, and, um, you know, just to, to not put so much pressure on yourself, right? Like, I think there's so much pressure, especially us as women, it's like, we got to change the world. Like we take this <laughs> responsibility of like, Oh my gosh, do you actually know how big of a, of a feat that would be? Right. Um, so it's like kind of bringing it down to, to the smaller pieces and the step-by-step. So I like that. Um, so when you kind of talk about, I mean, you obviously have a lot of clarity about your mission and your why and what you're doing and you're really a powerhouse, which is awesome. Um, but what about for women out there and they are feeling like I, I am meant to change the world. Like I have this big mission, but, uh, and I, maybe like they want to get on stage and they want to have these talks, but they don't know how to have that powerful speech. And I know that's one of the things that you help your clients with is kind of getting that signature speech. So Can you give our audience any kind of insight into maybe starting that process or what that process looks like?
1: Absolutely, so I have found out through working with women over and over that the foundation of everything really is your story. The foundation of your business, the foundation of your signature speech, the foundation of your messaging, and if you can get super clear on your story and tell it in a powerful way that connects the dots for people to your work, and it helps to really build in that emotional connection. And it helps to show that you get it. You've been there. You understand. So your story is the thing that is going to get you clarity on the messaging, on what you meant, you're meant to be sharing with the world. So I always say, look for the lessons. Look for what I call the golden threads in your life. The thing that you would, if you had just 10 seconds of the world's attention, what would be the most important thing you could share with them? You know, getting clear on those kinds of things are gonna help you to build out your messaging. And then in that space, when I look at a standing ovation-worthy speech, I can share, you, share with you guys an acronym. So the first, the S, so it's speech. So S is for storytelling, as I just mentioned. So that's the first key to a standing ovation-worthy speech. P is for practice and then presence. So absolutely write out your main points. I'm all about don't, write the entire speech write a framework and then practice from that framework but then be present so when you show up on that stage you do have your guideposts you do know what you're meant to share but you're also going to follow your intuition you're going to read the audience and you're going to feel into if something comes to you in the moment listen and share it because it's most likely exactly what someone needs to hear so there's a piece around when you can really practice and be prepared, but then be present. And then the E is emotion. So bringing emotion to it. A lot of people say, but I don't want to be crying all over the place. Or that, you know, that kind of thing. But it's, it's more about, you know, I've definitely teared up more than once. Um, I do feel, The emotion, I feel the words, I feel my story, I feel the passion for what I'm saying. And so allowing that emotion to be real for you is going to allow them to connect to their emotions and to feel that energy and Mm -hmm. that's going to inspire them. The next E is entertainment, which is, you know, part of that is entertainment is like being you magnified. Mm -hmm. right? So, but also thinking, how can I make this extra special? What can I do? Can I add in the music? Can I add in dance? Am I a performer? Can I bring in, if it's a data, but then making it funny, am I good at at humor? What can I do that adds that extra touch, that extra Mm -hmm. sparkle of who I am? And I always say, be you times 10 on the stage. So it is entertainment. I don't, necessarily like to call it performance in the sense of that we are just like memorizing and showing up as a character we are showing up as us but we are adding in elements that are going to grab their attention that are going to have them excited I remember uh, I was speaking to I always add elements of dance into everything I do Mm -hmm. and so I love to dance but it's also about courage right getting people up and dancing (laughs) is a courageous thing so at my shine live events we do a flash mob dance and it's super fun and then at all of my speaking engagements, I would add that in. And I had this one opportunity to speak to bus drivers and it was 90% males over the age of like 50. Right. So I'm thinking, do I do this still? Like, should I change kind of a little bit of how I show up? And then I'm like, no, I'm going to show up as me times 10, I'm going to be, you know, perky. Perky is what one lady was like, you're perky times 10. That's where I got it from. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to do my thing. And at the end, they were all standing on their feet, shaking their hips and dancing, with me, which was so fun. So it proves that people, they appreciate authenticity. They appreciate realness. They appreciate fun. We all want to have a little more fun and and excitement in our lives. So add that entertainment. Um, C is for connection. So connect Before, during, and after you are on the stage, make sure you have that connection piece. And then H is for how. So really give them valuable content, give them something they can walk away from, from every time you open your mouth when you're speaking on stage or online, that you give something of value that they can walk away and implement right then and there, be better for it. And then you know that when you deliver the how and you show them, you know, how to do that, they're going to want to know more. They're going to, you know, the right people are going to want to know more, connect with you more wow so that's, that's a standing ovation worthy speech as far as just getting out there implementing those things into into your your platform what you need to be doing implement mm-hmm. those and then also just get started just get started just get out there locally get out there on podcasts on interviews make it a priority to be visible there's so many ways to use speaking now facebook lives you hosting your own show hosting events all those kinds of ways to really get yourself out there
0: yeah, those are some great takeaways. And thank you for sharing that acronym. I think that's a great thing to remember. And like you said, there's so many different ways. And I think that's the thing too, is we don't have to just like, there's not just one way to do anything. And I think matching that with your personality and with your desires. I mean, maybe somebody doesn't want to do 800 speeches. I mean, that might feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be flying around the country every weekend doing, you know, doing speeches. Um, So yeah, just, and I think, I know I found for myself, the more that I use my voice, the more I understand what it is I believe and I understand my truth and I can connect to it. Because, you know, I think when you're in like this little perfect bubble and you're just like writing this stuff out, it's not as impactful. And when you actually start to speak it, you're like, oh yeah, that is like, that's me. That's what I feel. That's what I believe. And then you, it kind of takes momentum. So
1: absolutely. I love that.
0: Yes. So let's talk a little bit about um, kind of backtracking a bit. I'd love for you to share the story about like what gave you that idea five years ago to do the bungee, bungee or not bungee, uh, skydiving um, and raising the money and kind of connecting those two things. Cause I think that's a pretty cool, like you connected kind of facing your fears with also a way to give back and get other people involved. So share with us that story.
1: Absolutely. So it really was after, as I mentioned, that funeral experience for me where I was like, whoa, fear has been running the show in my life. And so I sat down and I wrote my fear list. And this was in honor of my friend and the big aha that I had received, you know, through that experience that I was not going to let fear stop me anymore. So I wrote down all the things I had ever wanted to do, but hadn't because of fear. So I'm going to challenge everyone listening to do the same, write down your fear list, all those things you've always wanted to do, but you haven't because of fear. So I had on there, you know, karaoke or swim with sharks. Now, I don't know if I really want to do that. That was on there, but dance, <laughs> in, a Latin, dance in a Latin dance competition. Um, but you know, bungee jump, all these, and most of them were like adventurous things that I thought of. But the first thing I wrote on my list was skydiving. And that really was, I remember as a little girl, running over to the couch because we lived right by the airport and we could tell when it was the little airplane and so mm. we could hear the different sound of the engine and so we knew when it was going to be jumpers so we would me and my mom would run over and we would watch and i loved watching as you could see them fall and then their beautiful parachutes they were all different colors and they looked like rainbows in the sky and i remember as a little girl thinking how magical that was that they were flying up there but i'm terrified of heights so you know me you know i was definitely going to avoid that at all costs until i wrote that down And it's amazing how opportunities come when we write things down and we say yes to fear. So when I said yes to fear, I had a friend reach out to me and she said, Chantel, do you want to come skydiving? And every part of me was saying, no, you know, I wanted (laughs) to say no, but I said, heck yeah. And I was willing to say yes to that fear. But as the time drew clear or closer, I started to freak out and I started to think of ways I could back out. And so then I realized, and that's where I got clear on making my why bigger than my fear, that I didn't have a big enough why to face this big fear. And so I remember just sitting, I was just sitting thinking about this and I remember just getting that impact of, okay, what if I raise money? What if I do this not just for myself? What if I do this for something bigger than me, then I'm going to do it because then then that that makes sense for me that's a why for me so that's where i reached out and i knew my brother had some connections with someone in nicaragua who is trying to build a school there and so that just got the ball rolling and then there was only 6 weeks until the jump date and in those 6 weeks we built a website we wrote all the copy we got 60 people on board to co-author a book we edited the book we had it ready to give to everyone who donated it was this massive undertaking people were telling me all the time you can't make this happen there's no way you can raise that money in this short of amount of time and i was like no it's inspiration i'm excited it's it's why i'm doing what i'm doing and it's going to happen and we made it so it was it was amazing. And that was that whole piece of like, as you're there and I'm 10,000 feet up and looking down and freaking out as I put my feet out onto this little itty bitty platform and I'm ready to lean into this massive fear. And in that space, you know, freaking out a little bit, but then knowing why I'm doing this really. And then it was easy Mm -hmm. to an extent. And in that space of just letting go and trusting and falling into that fear was the most beautiful experience actually that I've ever had. And I'm so grateful that I did it.
0: That's such an awesome story. I oh, I love that. I remember hearing that years ago and just thinking how cool that was that you took these two pieces and really combined it. And obviously, you have a, a big heart for giving back and making an impact. And so Talk to us a little bit about what that looks like in your business now. What does your give back plan look like? And I know you've got the courage collective, which I definitely want to hear more about, but how do you now continue to weave that into the, to the work that you're doing right now to continue to give you that push?
1: Absolutely. So that one was so beautiful because after we built the school, we were able, I was able to take my family there. And so for one piece, like my business, being able to be as successful as, as it is, affords us the ability to go and have these experiences and to be in this place where we can give more. And we can be there with the people that we're contributing to, which is such a beautiful experience. And just this past November, I actually had a group of 12 women who came to Nicaragua, the same place, and we were able to do different things. So we actually raised money Through the Day of Courage, which was a a campaign that I started, which is now the um, Courage Collective really's philosophy and mission. But the Day of Courage was, let's face a fear. Let's donate even a dollar, you know, pledge a dollar. And let's uh, share that story on social media of us facing our fears. And so that money went to go help purchase uh, and help build a house in Nicaragua, close in the same community where we built the school three years ago. So we were building homes for women, a women's collective there. We were able to take donations and we were able to actually be at a graduation of one of the little kindergarten wow. classes that we handed out and we, you know, made a meal for them and handed out food and then gave them each these little gift bags. And they were absolutely beautiful little, little children. I just, they were so amazing and in such a poor place, but such a beautiful thing to see the community come all together. We were able to go and cook a meal for a community that lives right beside the garbage dump. They were displaced there. And so they're in a really bad poverty. And we were able to go and cook a meal and feed over 200 children there, which was so beautiful. And, you know, play with them and connect with them. Even though we weren't speaking the same language, there's that beautiful thing that we can understand each other. And then we were able to release almost 1,000 sea turtles. Um, which was so magical too, and be able to help with the hatching of these sea turtles. So there were all these, we painted the house that we helped build and contributed to. We um, were able to buy clay to help them to make whistles and to do pottery Mm. so we provided them with a thousand pounds of clay to be able to start making something that they could start to have as income so in this one space you know I was able to take the basically the registration fee of the women who came and that went towards all these projects plus the day of courage where it really was just a give um a opportunity for so many people to get involved in and it was a lot of fun because we all were facing fears and the reason the day of courage came back was because it I wanted people to experience what I had done with jumping out of the airplane on whatever level they want. So some people were holding tarantulas. Some people were, (laughs) were, you know, one person did a wing walk, like on a plane. Uh Um, Other people just forgave someone from their childhood, like beautiful, wrote a letter, forgave, released, you know. So there were so many different ways that people are showing up with courage. Other things that I've done is from every event, I always have a gift. Um, Someone that I give or contribute a portion of the ticket proceeds to. And so help to build a school in Tanzania, help to build a school in Haiti. Um, Then I also, for every program that I run, I donate a percentage. This time I'm running center stage right now. And we're going to give $100 from every person who signs up. To build another home in Nicaragua because that's kind of my focus right now and then other ways are just you know in the courage collective for example is like let's let's step out. Let's do little simple acts of kindness in our everyday life. It doesn't have to be always something big and monetary, what can we do? Can we write a a note for someone? Can we give a hot chocolate to someone who's, who's on the streets? Can we, you know, those little things, um, is a big part of what the courage collective is as well.
0: Mm -hmm. I really like that you bring that in. And you know, that's one of the things that we talk about here on the big heart business show is that it's not always just the money. And so I love that you bring, I mean, you kind of bring it even to that next level of not only inspiring other people to give back, which is, you know such a big part of my mission is also it's from like big to small right it's like how can we in our everyday life give but then also through our business as we're out there and we're creating income and we're making that impact how do we take that those finances and spread them out in the world to really make a change
1: and another thing just as you were talking to which is beautiful is that one of the ladies for example that did the courage to fly project with me 3 years ago it came full circle that she happened to go to a service trip that I we didn't even know. And she went to the school that she had helped build three years ago. We made this connection that like three years later, she was in the same community serving. And then she has started to make jewelry with the women's collective that we're building homes for. And so they uh, are making these beautiful jewelry bracelets and necklaces that she then goes and sells, gives them the wage for. So they get a percentage of each of those bracelets. So what I did is said, I'm going to buy all my clients gifts from you because then that's going back to the women in Nicaragua who we're raising money for. So again, it's like this beautiful full circle at my events. I always look for people who are doing give back or cause based businesses and try to support them with we're buying gifts and goodie bag items or swag bags. Uh, anyway, so why not find somebody who is making a difference through that work and purchase for that from them so that we know even that gift is, is giving back.
0: Mm, That's such a great reminder. Yeah. Because I think as coaches and entrepreneurs, yeah, we're but even being smart about the way that we give gifts to friends and family, I think is is a really powerful way to use our, money as a tool and, and it's very powerful, right? I mean, so many businesses that are now connecting in charities and give back, whether it's like Tom's giving back the shoe and money or, or Parker, things like that. So, but I like the local feel and being able to connect in with that. That's, that's really, really powerful. And obviously as you're doing this in your business and you're kind of showing up and like you said, you're getting your clients and your students involved. Is there any other ways that you really kind of aim to get them involved to create that as part of their business as well?
1: Yes, so that's actually a big part of my next event at Shine Live. We're going to go, how to turn your message into a movement is the the basis of the three-day conference, but one whole section is going to be about how do we give it through our businesses and getting them creative and helping them to find creative ways to add that in. What are they passionate about? What are they called to, you know, how are they called to serve? And there's so many different ways that we can add that in. So really helping them to individualize that. And even the ladies who just came to Nicaragua with me, many of them are already planning retreats or taking their people back to that same place to experience that give um, and service through business. And then many of them also are having really creative ideas of, what could we do to help with say the, the garbage or the landfill or recycling projects? Uh, you know, some of them are starting to add that in one of my clients Smith is all about clear space. So she's an organizer and helping people to simplify their mm-hmm. lives. And she went and seeing that garbage dump and the kids were playing in the gross water. Like it was their background, right? It's their playground. And mm-hmm. she just began to cry. And one of the little Nicaragua girls was uh, sitting there and she lifted her, her glasses, Up and wiped away her tears. And she was maybe three years old, but she was looking at her and was wiping her tears away. And then she took her necklace and showed her how beautiful it was. You know, they couldn't communicate, but she was trying to say, It's okay. You know, it's okay. But in that space, she said she had this massive transformation of I'm helping people clear their clutter. But where is it going? It's ending up in these landfills or, you know, what are they doing with it? Are they just throwing it away? So she's finding ways now to connect locally. Like how can we give back in different ways? Where can we take these things? How can we lessen the packaging, stop buying all the stuff? So she is just ready uh, to take that message so much further because of that beautiful experience she had.
0: That's amazing. And I think just circling back with the work that you do with speaking and focusing on the one, I mean, it's the same idea here as like each individual, each person, like what can we do? And, and everything that we do has an impact. And so, how can we just make those small shifts? I mean, it's not like we're changing our whole entire lifestyle. I mean, I think, you know, that's one of the things is like some people think, oh, I've got to sell everything and go live and be like a missionary in some third world country. And it's like, no, we can really make a big impact with just things like that, just figuring out our zone of of genius and excellence and how do we share that with the world, I love that.
1: Absolutely, and we each have our own area that really is a why for us, right? For me, education is a big one and empowering women is a big one and so that's where a lot of my focus is building schools, Or helping women, you know, be able to have sustainable income, supporting them, building their homes, you know, those kinds of things. So that's really my focus. But like I said, for Smith or for others, it's about the environment or the animals or right. So finding what really lights you up and where you really feel called to make a bigger impact and stand up and speak out for, and that's going to make a huge difference.
0: That's so good. And we'll just throw this in there. If um, anybody's interested in the shine conference where can they where can they go to find more information out about that.
1: Yeah, so shine live Chantel Adams and it's a yeah three day conference all about messaging visibility. And then the last day is all about courage and giving back. So it's going to be a good one. And we already will have about 150 women from all over the world joining us. So it's definitely a very heart centered, beautiful space where we'll be creating things together and dancing together and having a good time. So yes, we'd love to see some more people there. Awesome,
0: awesome. Well, this is oh, I just could talk to you for so much longer, like so many other questions and conversations, but um I want to keep it keep it to our time frame. So I want to move into our lightning round. I want to ask you just a couple quick questions, just first thing that comes to your mind. Um uh, don't overthink it. So, what's the best piece of advice you've
1: ever received? Oh, the best piece of advice I've ever received. Ooh, that's a good one. I would say um to really, truly take the time to listen, you know, to take the time and make that a priority and non-negotiable to tune into you. I think that anytime that I've really come into my own and followed my own intuition, my own truth, I've come and spoken from that place. I've made decisions from that place. It's all worked out when I veer off and try to follow other people's agendas or plans or what's worked for them it doesn't work for me. So really leaning in and carving out space to be still and quiet and listen. I like it. What is your favorite
0: quote, mantra or Bible verse?
1: Mm, Yes. So I love, I I shared it already, but Oprah's uh, one here of that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that we all have. I mean, that says it all for the work that I do and what I truly believe is we see the impact that's happening in the world by women standing up, speaking up in all ways um, and being willing to share those vulnerable pieces of themselves and those truths and not hide or in shame or or guilt, or any of those other things, and when we can stand in that, that's when change is really going to happen.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling that would come back around yeah. to that question. <laughs> um, what book would you recommend to our audience, and why?
1: Oh, that's a good one. So I've actually, I, well, I have books all over the place in my office, but I've got a few of my favorites right here, so I'll, I'll show them quick. We've got The Big Leap, Yes, because that's all about busting through those fears. Same with this one here, The War of Art. I love this one because it really helps you to learn about resistance. That's one of the big things of like when we're feeling resistance, it's actually same with fear. Like I see fear and resistance sometimes as similar things. But when we're feeling that, that it's actually that indication that we're on to something even bigger and we're ready to grow. And that can be scary, but it's that good scary. And another one I love that I read quite often actually, because it's a super short, fun read is the crossroads of should and must find and follow your passion. And it's just super fun and helps you to remember of like, are we living our lives from a place of should, or are we really feeling into the things that we must do? And I think that ties right back to my, my aha moment, of sitting there realizing that I was alive and breathing, but I wasn't truly living. And it was because I was doing what I should be doing. I was allowing fear to dictate my actions and busting through that. Now it's like, okay, what is my heart calling me to do? What is my must? What is my mission? What is my purpose? And each day, living that full out is where we're going to feel truly alive, but also make the impact we're meant to make in the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, last question for you here is what's one thing that you do every day that helps you stay in that forward momentum to completing your mission?
1: Ooh, one thing I do every day. I feel like it is that piece of connection. So, connecting either if I'm lost and like feeling unmotivated or unsure, it's like connecting back to my truth, to my why. If I'm feeling uncertain if I'm even making a difference or you know you start to doubt yourself as as a leader or as a coach or as someone in that industry then connecting and reminding yourself or connecting with some of your students or seeing the successes that they're having the ahas they're having um that's that connection piece or just connecting to friends family when we're feeling out of balance so I feel like connection each day, it looks a little different and it's depending on what I need that day. Connection to my body, I get up and move or connection to nature, I get outside. So connection is what I do every day but it looks a little different.
0: Mm, That's a good reminder. Well, Chantel, I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, coming on today to share with our audience, not only just your heart and how you give back and how you're making such a big impact, but, you know, I really also appreciate the tangibles of really, you know, hopefully this will make a difference for one person. Maybe it, you know, flips that light switch for somebody to get out there and speak their truth. And so I just, I love, you know, what you're doing and the work that you're doing. And I just thank you for your time today and sharing the, you know, sharing your value and your heart with us. So.
1: Oh, thank you. And thank yeah. you for inviting me. As soon as your invitation came in, I was like, yes, I need <laughs> to be that show because we need more people speaking about giving and serving in different ways through our business. And imagine the ripple effect that we can all make if we all choose to focus a little bit of that in our business and make that a part of our why.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just to leave the audience today, where's the best way for them to connect in with you?
1: Yeah. You can find me at chanteladams.com is my website. There's uh, different ways to contact me on there and then find me on Facebook at Chantel Adams speaks and Instagram at Chantel speaks.
0: Awesome. And obviously we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes so that everybody can connect in with you. So thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the big heart business show. If you know someone that could benefit from this information, I would so appreciate it if you shared the love. And make sure to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. One last thing, if you're ready to fuel your big heart business with a consistent flow of cash and clients, head on over to CarrieShepherd.com forward slash free gift to access a very special video series I created just for you. And don't forget, We are changing the world one big heart business at a time.